The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science: storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher from Buckinghamshire, currently teaching reception year one children. Hi, I'm Rob. I work in Key Stage Two, and I've got experience working from every year group from year three up to year six. And we're very pleased to have you, our listener, with us as we explore geography learning outcomes with a legend from ancient Greece. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for the Dance of Persephone. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose, as well as the full audio book for you to download at any time. And even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Rob here, and we are moving towards that, as we've discovered, bridge between science and the humanities, the geography, which this story is very much linked to.、Um, who wants to kick us off with the etiological aspects of this story? Helen, you just blinked when I used that word. Yes, it's, it's a very long word. I'm not used to. I'm not used to such words in my day to day life. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not for ages four to seven. No, but yeah, e- etiological.、Uh, it's it's the、uh, scientific way of saying、um, a creation myth or, or a, a why story. Pourquoi? Story. Oh, I thought I'd heard it before. Etiological. Yes, it's all coming back to me.、Mm-hmm. Or just so story has. Kipling would call it. I can start off with the etiological side of things. So, in the early years in Key Stage One, I'm going to start with the seasons and the weather. There are very clear links with the seasons in this story, which you can refer back to, and then look more closely at the different seasons. So, look at、um, the seasons that will be darker, the seasons that will be lighter, but start off just with seasons: winter, spring, summer, autumn, and what they are. And this is another one of those learning objectives. That's in the curriculum, but that comes th- really throughout the year, rather than one specific lesson. Because throughout the year, you're looking at the seasons and what we're we wearing, and although it's frosty today, let's spend an hour outside, sliding around and drawing in frost instead of doing our maths lesson as I did the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but this story is a great a great way to explore those seasons.、Mm. So I thought it would be good. First of all, just discuss the seasons, and then something that I like to do is find images of. Of different aspects, different so clothing that you'd use throughout the seasons, accessories,、okay. umbrellas, umbrellas, wellies, things like that that you might use throughout the seasons, and then sort yeah, them. Fans, fans, yes, yeah, all of these season seasonal related things that we have, and get the children just to all just to sort them、mm. into seasons first. And you can use as much as you need to with the children. You can have photographs of the seasons on the on the board to support them. And so you, you sort them and discuss those different seasons, and and then. Give children a big sheet with an outline of、uh, just a figure. I mean, for the for the purpose of this, it could be it could be one of the characters in the story, and get them to dress、mm. each character for the season. So they draw on them how they're going to be prepared for the season, and again, what、mm. they need to have prepared. So Zeus in a bobble hat, that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing, which、um, you probably 
not many people have probably created that image before, but Zeus in a bobble hat would be fantastic. <laughs> that's that's where I'd, I'd start off with, with the, with the seasons and relating it back to the dark and the light and the warm and the cold and all of those other. Oh, and the weathers as well. I, I'd have images of what the weather would be like in each season. So, mm. um, of course, always coming back to the fact that it's not exclusive. You don't yes. only have sun in summer and sometimes it rains in summer and sometimes it snows mm. at the end of April, just <laughs> yes. for fun in England where we are. But yes, get the children to be thinking about the four seasons um, and the changes that, that occur in each season. Yeah. And then my second geography link, which I think, did we talk about where food comes from? In one of the other, we mentioned it. You mentioned uh, it. I mentioned it in passing. You mentioned it in passing. Yeah. And you said it was a DT thing, didn't you? Um, well, this is the thing. It's also a DT. Oh, okay. Uh, but for this activity, it's a geography thing. <laughs> An understanding the world thing. I thought this would be quite a nice opportunity to because Demet is so busy going around changing the weathers and the seasons for different fruits and, and things I thought it'd be great to have a look at a world map hmm. get some fruits from the supermarket and identify where Demet has got to travel when she's doing all these things in her godlike oh. goddess-like role because goddesses yeah. travel as far as they want to so get the fruits from the supermarket if you can look at the labels look at where they've come from put pins or marks or pictures of fruit would be a good idea and put them on the map and, and then you start talking about countries and there's a learning objective in key stage one geography that's about continents. So you could actually do it by continent. Mm -hmm. Say, oh, it comes from this country. That's on this continent because then it, it makes it slightly simpler for, for the gotcha. children. So mm. it comes from South Africa, which is on the continent of Africa. So because the children need to learn the seven continents. So I thought that'd be quite a nice activity to look at some different continents and where, again, where food comes from. If you want to take this activity further, you could look at the how Demeter, like, what country she passed through to get to each each place while she's looking after the plants and what ocean she's crossing, depending on how far you want to go. Mm. Because the children also need to learn the names of the five oceans. Mm. So, yes. Grand. That's my geography link. And I will, there's, yes, there's a DT bit as well. Which we're going to come back to. Which we're going to come back to, so we'll not say anything further. <laughs> okay. Well, to, to help with that, let's <laughs> unleash Rob on everybody. <laughs> uh, you've got some geography for ages 7 to 11 as well? Yes, I have. Um, I was looking recently at what the kind of requirements for Key Stage 2 geography are, and a lot of it is on the uh, difference between the physical and the human geography of locations. So I thought this would be a great opportunities to look at the physical geography of Greece. Oh, okay. yes. This encapsulates using maps and atlases, recognising where it is, which continent is it, what part of the continent, things like that. And then starting to identify what features are there. Is it is it a nice flat country? Does it have long, slow, meandering rivers? Does it what does it have? All kinds of things like that. And then a part of the upper key stage two geography is also where does food come from? And how do we get it to different places? So I'm not going to mention the DT thing, but it is also a key stage two geography thing as well. But this would be more, I guess this would be more kind of modern day Greece. How do we get food from the fields of Greece? What kind of foods do they grow there? How do we transport them to different places? What methods do we need to use? You could go as far as saying, is it environmentally friendly? Right. Um, you could start looking at air miles. That would be a good way of 
again mm. linking to what yeah. Helen was saying, this fruit has come from Portugal. How many miles has it travelled to get here to mm. central England? This fruit is from I don't know Barbados. Mm. Is it is it a good choice to eat it? Thinking environmentally, if you wanted to just eat tropical fruits, what kind of impact would that have on not only the environment but your local environment as well? Because if the crops that are growing where you are aren't being eaten, what's going to happen to them? Ooh, what's going to happen to yeah. the the livelihoods of the the people that are there as well? So it's much more kind of in-depth thinking where does food come from so yeah definitely kind of upper key stage two because i know that some lower key stage two two children it would just go straight (laughs) over the top well i don't know helen looks like she's about to jump in with how this could work in in younger years (laughs) oh well i was actually going to sort of expand on rob's saying for the older years well i was thinking because we've talked so much about seasons and you can look at the seasonal fruit in your local area the Ah, seasonal fruit and vegetables no linking it back to minimizing the impact of transport mm. um, you could look at what fruits and vegetables are available each season of the year in in your own area yeah. and then it ideally links the seasons and where fruit comes from all together it does and it, and it links up the uh, human and natural features of, of the landscape as well doesn't it yeah it's yeah very nicely linked into one yeah yeah Cool. That's that's becoming. That's what we good. like. I know it's becoming doing, a bit of a theme of the week. We're doing isn't well. It? <laughs> we're doing well this, this week with our with our cross curricular broad topic links. <laughs> Let's hope we do as well tomorrow. That's all we have time for today, folks. If we finish now, then we can get to the DT sooner. Uh, if you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you're soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at Teach Happily or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Persephone and her family will help us teach design and technology. Yay! But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! Cheerio. And we we hope to hear your your story story soon. soon!